right, everyone, welcome back to episode 98 of the Hops and Bobs podcast. I am always Tom. I'm pretty much always Joe. Most of the time. Sometimes yeah. you're not. <laughs> yeah. uh, this episode, we are doing an album by OAR, their newest album called The Arcade. And to pair with that, we have, well, Joe has, I do not have, uh, the Hoptical Illusion. It is a, I believe it's an IPA from Bluepoint. Um, it is. Yes. I could not find it. I went to a couple different, oh, look at that. Uh, I went to a couple different places and could not find it. They only had their toasted uh, lager, but yeah, Joe. This is a, uh, a year rounder, so. Yeah, but, but Joe Joe can uh, describe things so elegantly and flawlessly. He's the one that does all of our descriptions. So oh, wow. I have no doubt in my mind that it'll be like I'm drinking it myself. I try. All right. Pressure's on. Pressure's on. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so Blue Point, um, I like, I'm a big fan of their toasted lager, which is pretty much their flagship. And then um, one of my friends was drinking this recently and they told me about it. I've heard of it. I'm pretty sure I've had it at some point, but I haven't had it in a real long time. So I was like, oh, let's bring it on here. And I got to be honest with you, the main reason why I chose it is because uh, illusion rhymes with revolution which is oar of a revolution so i gotta have some sort of connection um yeah so this is an east coast ipa it's descriptive that's that's a good looking beer right that is nice good color yep um let's see right on the bottle it says piney dank and mind bending um it is an east coast ipa Okay. And let's see, we have the website up here. I've got Long it, yeah. Island's original IPA and many drinkers first IPA optical illusions, malt forward body and piney hop kick have landed at four notable awards, including a GABF medal, a GABFA. Don't know what I, that is. I will look into that right now. Sweet. We have a 7% ABV, a little higher percentage there. Mm-hmm. Nice 70 IBU, and uh, let's enjoy it. Cheers. Sorry, Tom, I really wish you could have gotten this one, but I'm I'm jealous. It's all right. Uh, GABF, by the way, stands for the Great American Beer Festival, it is a yearly thing they do up in Denver. That sounds pretty accurate. That is a mm-hmm. I wish we uh guessed it because that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. This is good. I, I guess good. the the winner, the winner this year was from a brewery in Westlake Village in California called Meat Sweats. That won the, the gold. Meat Sweats. Mm, yes. Which is a great name. I love that name. Meat Sweats um, are never good. Yes. But I, I don't know what year they won it in, but st- regardless, you know, seems like a, yeah. a coveted award. Uh, looks like it's pretty bitter. 70, I think, is a, a pretty high-ish number. It is. Uh, it's... It's definitely not like a New England IPA, which mm. is odd because I've never, I mean, us being beer explorers and not beer masters, mm-hmm. I've never really heard of an East Coast IPA. I, I immediately jumped towards a New England IPA. This I kind of classify under what I usually have as a West Coast IPA. It's definitely piney, more like, um, it's more hoppy, less juicy, uh, less citrusy. But this is really good. It's very smooth drinker. Okay. I would assume they would just call it because because they're from Long Island, it said, right? 
Right. Yeah. So I would assume that they would just say they, they can't say a New England style IPA because they're not in New England. Very and, true. You know, so that's what I would have assumed. But I guess if it tastes more like a West Coast, then it's probably its own different thing. Let's see. West Coast IPAs are dry and have an aggressive bitterness. And East Coast IPA is sweeter on the front end, which fades into bitterness thanks to the hops. That is very accurate. Huh. Um, although East Coast IPAs and New England IPAs are not synonymous, the two beer styles often get lumped together, which is what I just did. See, we're here. We're educating each other, Tom. And we're educating all of our uh, viewers and listeners. There you go. So you learn as we learn. Yes, that was a great piece of uh, education information right there. Uh, sweeter, definitely sweeter up front. And I can definitely taste the bitterness kind of on the back end. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's good. It's kind of like a blend of what the two coasts try to do with their beers um, uh, between right. a New England style and a West Coast. That is really flavorful. I like that a lot. A harmonious union, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. They also, looking at their lineup, they have a pinstripe pills with the Yankees logo plastered right on top of it. Mm, I have so. seen that. Yes. Um, that's cool. They recently just went through like a, a rebrand. Um, I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of their new logo. It's just very simple with the slash going through it. And um, the, their cans and their label designs are much bolder now. Um, so big fan of that. Um, I agree. I wish they explained what hops are in this. Um, I'm sure I could do a little bit of digging. If, right. if you're the one describing, I will be the, uh, the, the boy at the research desk doing his. I know we, we need that third body. I, I know we got to get back together. This is tough. <laughs> we're, 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 we're doing our best here. We are. We um, are. Yeah, but their their toasted lager is a is a classic, and um, this one apparently is very popular as well. Ooh, there's a description on uh, on Target.com about optical illusion that's pretty lengthy. Oh, well then. Uh, what do you, what you are seeing is a hop lover's dream. Meet Blue Point's East Coast IPA, Hoptical Illusion. It's said that ancient Egyptians stuffed their pillows with fresh hops as they believed the aroma would bring on intense, vivid dreams. In honor of that tradition, we select only the freshest hops for Hoptical Illusion, including a rare one we hand-selected from a small farm in Oregon. You, may, you might not have vivid dreams while enjoying this brew, but it surely will enlighten your taste buds. To brew this award-winning IPA, we use a collection of unique hops hand-selected by our brewers and add them five different ways. Adding it five ways allows the essence of the hop to really shine through and give optical illusion its signature resiny citrus burst punch. From aroma to first sip, this beer is sure to be one of your new favorites. Still does not say mystery hops. They will not reveal Apparently, it's a uh, a rare one, hand selected from Oregon. So yeah, the 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 mysterious like haze around this drink is something that uh of legend, I guess. Yeah, right, right. But really great beer, solid. Um, try and find it maybe in like a make your own six pack section, Tom. Now maybe you, yeah you yeah. Want to try it. I'm assuming if they are a bit closer to Long Island or if that's where they operate out of, have a bit of an affinity with New York, you know, you're a bit yeah. closer that direction than I am. So maybe yeah. it's just a little bit more locally better for you, but that could be it either way. I'm glad you enjoyed it. 
Yeah, so I'm uh, enjoying sipping on that as we transition into our album of choice for this episode, which is called The Arcade. Um, it is the 2022 latest release from OAR, which stands for Of A Revolution. Um, they're kind of like if, if Dave Matthews was a little more poppy and a little more reggae. That's what okay. OER is kind of to me. So the reason why I chose this is I'm actually seeing them next week. Um, ah, okay. Yes. So by the time this episode drops, I think I would have already um, seen them, but I'm really excited going with some uh, friends from my home area. And um, my buddy Andrew is a big fan of them, has been for a long time. And I just never really like listened to a lot of their stuff. I knew a few of their big songs. Um, but over the last couple of weeks, I kind of did a whole, almost a full like discography listen, um, mm -hmm. trying to prepare for the concert. And I really dig them. Um, they're, they're really cool. They're, they're very polished as each album went on their early stuff's kind of raw. They're kind of known for, well, first they're known for their live performances. They're a great live band and I've heard some of their live albums and they're fantastic. They jam for like a long time but they're like solid jams they're not like boring jams like i can't do jams all the time like um like fish and grateful dead like it's just not yeah. not my thing it gets kind of monotonous and boring like this is just like musical like chops like showing off their their grooves and you know their um their riffs and stuff it, they're they're really good um, but when they got their start, they were also known for um, just people sharing their music online. When they first came out, that's when like college, like LimeWire was really popular. So they were a huge college band. They, they immediately got attention from people in college at that time, which I would say was in the like early 2000s. Um, yeah. So you're talking people that are you know, maybe in their like early forties right now, this was a big band for them. Um, and then ever since then, they kind of got a little more commercialized. Um, they're, they have horns. I actually feel like many of their popular albums don't showcase the horns as much, which is kind of a, a, a knock for me. I, I, I really like when the full band is going at it. Um, and I, I felt like this album would be good to cover because it's their latest. And I feel like it's kind of a return to form for them. Um, this album and then the previous album they put out kind of returned to their kind of jammy, less like poppy mainstream radio sound. Um, but this album, it is 10 tracks and it is 32 minutes long. It is quick. It's an easy listen. Um, I'm, I'm a, I, I, I like it a lot. It's really good. Um, and I think it takes the best of what they were and then the best of the commercial success that they achieved and mashed it together. And um, seems like it's kind of ushering in like a new era for them, like their next era now that they've established themselves commercially. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my take. I'm not really an expert on the band. Um, I'm getting there. I, you know, I, I like a lot that I've heard, but I was a really big fan of this album and then the one that came out before it. But um, I chose to do this one. 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not much of an expert either. I didn't realize <laughs> they were a band until what a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it seems like they've been doing rest- uh, like decent numbers throughout their, much of their career. Like all of their top songs have like 20 million streams. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they have a following. They have a presence, uh, and especially an Internet presence. I'm just looking at their their Wikipedia. Um, they didn't really like do any advertising or marketing plans. They just kind of relied solely on like word of mouth and touring alone. So exactly and that's kind of the mo like that's that's who they were at the very beginning it was all mm-hmm. word of mouth um and then i noticed this album the one before it were um released through i think uh it's called like black rock records or something like that um and black rock is one of their early like really big songs so i feel like they're kind of like self-producing self-label right now they're not really going through mm-hmm. a big label company anymore um, which is probably working well for them. Yeah, um, and it, it looks like I thought. Sorry to interrupt you, but it looks like it's no, something it's pretty interesting. Three of the four band members attended one semester at the Alexander Muss High School in Israel, mm-hmm. and um, then they moved to Columbus, Ohio, and and went to OSU all together. And then yep. met the with the drummer, yep. or no, as the as the saxophonist. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you know, in two thousand six, they like sold out Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. which earned them a review in the New York Times and that just skyrocketed them even further and then I yeah. think what 2008 was their like biggest like time because they put out their six they put out their album what all sides and which has yeah like, all sides was there. a really big album by them um it was you know I think down the road I I have a couple other albums I'd like to do on the podcast by them mm-hmm. but um I just felt like this was a good like snapshot of the their kind of two differing styles meshed together um yeah 2008 all sides was a big album for them and then another big album from them was uh stories of a stranger in 2005 um that had a a song called love and memories if you listen to that you probably recognize it (laughs) sneak preview sorry (laughs) we're supposed Um, to see that yeah, so <laughs> um, I remember that time, that's when they really exploded commercially. So hence the selling out of Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually, the show I'm seeing, they're, um, they're touring with Dispatch right now. I don't know if you've heard of Dispatch I before. I have heard of Dispatch, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm not as into them. I'm no, more into OAR for sure. So I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Yeah, I, I know when I first turned this album on, I was like, God damn it. He did another freaking reggae album. But like, I know. And it's nothing against you. I don't want to yuck anyone's yum or anything. It's just like, I know. You know. And and I, I, I thought of that, obviously, because I know you're not a big fan of it. This is this I feel like is a more. They're not they don't always sound like this first. No. Yeah. Um, and as you get into it, it doesn't really play a prevalent role. I mean, exactly. it, it does. It's like, oh, with a reggae flair, like a twist or whatever. I right. feel like in the beginning, like the first like handful of tracks are pretty heavy on the reggae side. Yeah. And they're not even really a reggae band. They're just, that's just kind of the style they pull from. They take elements from it and put it in their music. They're definitely more of a mainstream kind of pop rock band mm-hmm. that has those elements in it, which is why I chose it. I was like, well, if Tom doesn't like the extreme stuff then maybe he'll like this um so but 
yeah, no, I'm, I'm curious to hear what, what you think. And I'm excited to talk about the tracks. Um, yeah. So shall we? We shall. Let's do it. The arcade. Um, so it starts off with this track called You Don't Have to Say Goodbye. Um, decent opening track. And you can hear it. It's, it's polished and it has the, the upbeat on guitar like reggae, but lyrically, it's not always about like sitting on a beach, smoking pot, you know, <laughs> getting high. It's not always about that. It's kind of like, it's just a a pop version of it i don't know mm -hmm. what do you think I, yeah i like the line um that that kind of leads into the title you know it's all right yeah. you can say good night but we don't have to say goodbye mm -hmm. i thought that was kind of a cool way to tie it in yeah, um sure. i don't know i wasn't a huge fan of the the opener though because it's just it's just kind of reggae with like a pop twist like I, I can understand now that you're talking about the the dave matthews comparison Mm -hmm. it's like dave matthews if he was a little bit poppier and a little bit reggae -er, which i think sums this track up like perfectly i think later down the line they like are pop with a reggae twist mm -hmm. which which i will get into when we get there but um i don't like i said this before on the first reggae album we did um which was uh revolution i think yeah like yeah i i mess heavy with like classic standard reggae like bob marley and all of those kind of sounds and styles like yeah I'll, I'll i'll listen to those all the time i don't know if i'd seek them out necessarily but like i can definitely understand like the the format of, of standard reggae but all these like little twists with everything else like that try to make it more to a mainstream audience like it, I, it just never really stuck with me so not, yeah not not a, not a fan of that i get no. it yeah it's 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 still like listenable like it still has qualities to it though i'm not gonna like immediately turn it off and be like what the fuck is this like i i still enjoy it well maybe not like enjoy it enough to put it on in my free time but while it's on like i'm not gonna be too upset at it so it, it, i thought it was a decent opener though mm -hmm. I, I i thought it was okay Okay. Yeah. Cool. It, it, it takes a while for the song to get going, but I think the main hook is pretty good. Um, however, the next song, I, I personally am a big fan of the next song inside out. Um, I love when bands just start the track like together right away. Boom. Mm -hmm. And you can immediately hear what the hook is, you know, the main riff of the song. And this does that. It really drew me in. Um, the horns are on big display here, and I think that's really the X factor of them. Um, they kind of the horns kind of got lost in a lot of their music in the mid 2000s and 2010s. Even the album before this, you probably won't even like it. It's like really reggae sounding without horns. Um, I like it, but this I thought was a better representation of who they are as a band. Um, but this is a really solid track. It, it has every instrument is clear to hear and the chorus is really catchy. Um, and again, just the horns, I think, is the X factor of this song and them as a whole. I agree. I know I just talked a bunch of shit on, you know, reggae in general, but I, you know, what you said was, was you kind of nailed it. Like they all come in together. You kind of establish a hook to keep you going right at the beginning 
um, and the horns play well together. Everything seems a bit more bouncy and fun. Mm-hmm. This, the, the, the general vibe on the track is what you kind of want to hear in a reggae song, you know, something that's exactly. a bit more chill, a bit more laid back. And that's not to say you can't have serious topics in your lyrics or whatever it is, but mm-hmm. it just felt like everyone was having a bit more fun with it. And, um, you know, it, it's just easier to kind of bob your head to. Exactly. In the opener for me. Agreed. And something I like about them is, you know, as we all know, I'm not always listening to the lyrics, but I, I immediately can tell that their lyrical content isn't always the run of the mill generic, you know, reggae topics, kind of like country always talking about the dirt road and mud flaps and Coors Light, like reggae is always talking about sitting on a beach, you know, smoking a spliff and all that, like, Sometimes that gets old for me, but I like the music, you know, the instrumentals. Yeah. This takes, I think, the best of what reggae offers, mixes it with their kind of jam band slash pop vibe, and then offers a more mainstream lens lyrically. And I think it, I think more people can um relate to it than just a strictly you know reggae band like dirty heads yeah i thought it was the opposite of the first track where the first track had not fantastic music but pretty good lyrics Mm -hmm. this one has pretty good pretty good music but not great lyrics okay yeah like the title is called inside out and then the the kind of hook that brings it back is if you think you're nothing you got it inside out go take something turn it upside down that's just like what does that mean (laughs) not (laughs) not really uh thought provoking but but the music's good though which is i guess more important than that so agreed yeah um and then we move on to the third track it's called in the clouds Ooh. This is the first one where if you're on Spotify, it has that little like video that plays in yeah, the background. Uh, yep. Kind of cool looking. So I think there's not like a lot. Yeah. There's not a lot written, <laughs> especially on Wikipedia or go to about this album. But um, I did kind of gather that I think this was the second single. I can look album. that up right now. And I believe the first single was Alive, which is later in the album. I think you're right, because, mm-hmm. yeah, Light Switch Sky was not on this album. Yeah, so it's just in the clouds and Alive were the two singles. Yeah. Okay. I like the song. I thought the song yeah, kind of was in the same vein as that last one. A bit more dreamier, which makes sense because it's in the clouds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty, again, that, that vibe that it gives off, it's a little bit more laid back, but can still kind of go through some lyrics that aren't as laid back as it is yeah um vocally let's say yes. i can't remember the, the the name but vocally um big like train vibes especially when he goes high in the chorus uh, mark roberge yeah he sounds like what's his name pat monahan from train um <laughs> i think they okay. sound similar a lot of times anyway oh i don't know they're just kind of like a big melting pot of like dave matthews band train a little bit of like i don't know maybe like maroon five and and like just 
some rugged filings. Yeah, so my comparisons were Maroon 5, but also I got very heavy, like, Imagine Dragons feel on the back half. Okay, okay. Like, if if Imagine Dragons had, like, a reggae twist, that was was strange. (laughs) But we'll we'll get there, obviously, but um, those are my my kind of comparisons, but... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty um, decent track, though. I like yeah, it's good. It, it's not my favorite. Um, I could tell why they chose it as a single, but mm-hmm. I'm honestly surprised that they didn't choose Inside Out as a single. I just think that's a great representation of who they are, especially someone like me who's just getting into them. And, you know, who knows where I'm going to start in the discography. If I started with a new album just to see what's up, you know, this, I think, is a great representation of, like, their early okay. stuff. I mean, yeah, we did something similar with um, the last artist we did, Joey Harkum, where the mm-hmm. the album that I was introduced to and Mike was, was, you know, kind of this solo acoustic performance. And then I went back and listened to his other ones and they're like full band rock, pretty heavy. And like, yeah, so sometimes maybe that first listen or whatever it is, isn't always the best representation. But if you say that this is kind of the vibe that they have for a lot of their other stuff, then interesting. For sure. I would say pre-2005, it's very similar to this, except way less polished. Like their early stuff is raw, like like one take, cheap mm-hmm. production. But like that, a few of those songs that came out during that time are their biggest. Like um, probably their biggest song is um, that was a crazy game of poker. I don't know if you ever heard that song before, but definitely listen to that song. Um the second half of that song is just made for live shows. And there's this one part where they say, um, how about a revolution? And then you could hear the whole arena sing it during their live albums. And it's just really awesome. You can tell that like they were a word of mouth band and everyone's kind of sharing their, their moment. Like, Hey, I found this band through my roommate or, you know, my, friend down the hall like shared it with me like before Mm. social media before streaming and all that you could just tell like it has that that uh vibe which is really cool um but now like they're way more polished now for sure yeah um but anyway anything else about in the clouds no i think you nailed it cool nightlight is next uh i wasn't a huge fan of nightlight this almost has a bit too much polish to the point where it's a little like overproduced, even though it's kind mm-hmm. of in the same vein. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just sounded a bit too like pop re- mixed with reggae. I like when they had a little bit more of like that, not really like rock, but a bit more guitar, a bit more body to it than some of the other poppier tracks do. This one sounds like it's a bit like overproduced like i was saying before where maybe you know 10 writers were on it and they're all trying to battle into doing everything and just kind of mellows itself out at the end but it was I okay. feel pretty much the same yeah it I wasn't mean, yeah it yeah wasn't my favorite this is also single quality i'm surprised it didn't if you think of what a single is and what kind of songs do well as a single um i mean this could have been performed by jonas brothers or um any pop act um but i agree with you it's lacking the body it's lacking the the drums i mean yeah god i'm just constantly going back to inside out and 
you know, there's a lot of synth in this, a lot of electronics and um, not as much horns, not as much guitars. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this kind of is the, the new age of, you know, who they are, the, the more pop end. This is like gentrified reggae. <laughs> like if you played this to someone in Jamaica, they would get very mad at you. <laughs> yeah, right. I wouldn't even classify this much as like a reggae song. It does, it's lacking that like upbeat on, on the guitar. Um, yeah. But it's almost like electronic reggae, you know, in a sense. Or yeah. You got yeah. like those like stiff drums. You have like these like risers that go right before the chorus. Yeah, just, this it's, is it's strange. This could be a, like an Imagine Dragon song. I can see that, like that, yeah, like just that, that late 2010s, rock, like what everyone thinks rock music is. And meanwhile, like John Bonham and Neil Peart and oh, <laughs> they're all rolling over in their grave. <laughs> you know, that, that I don't think rock. it's, I don't think it's that like upsetting. It's just like, doesn't really give you that same vibe that some of the other tracks gave you. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. But, um, Next is nowhere else I'd rather be. Yeah, this so, one had a, a bit of a, a weirder like vocal delivery. It was like I'm looking to the bats into the windows and glasses. It, was, it wasn't as like he does smooth. that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was just a math cut for me. Like it was okay. Nothing mm -hmm. really too glamorous or noteworthy to put out there. Mm -hmm. I like the vocal delivery a little. I like when he gets on that higher train inspired vocal pre uh, presentation. Mm -hmm. but that's the only thing i'd say on it okay yeah i think definitely you know polished again um yes the horns are more like subdued in the background they're not really the forefront um mm -hmm. i and then it has that those like oh, oh like dreamy every millennial like, pop yeah yeah every pop song now has like a half chorus with Whoa, oh, because oh, oh. that's what everyone yeah that's what everyone can sing along to i think i do like this song better than nightlight um you can tell that they, they probably jam this one out live a little more if they do play it live we'll see um but i don't hate it it's just you know kind of yeah. middle of the road for me yeah the, the only thing really noteworthy for me was like the the falsetto vocals which mm -hmm. was the only like okay thing on the chorus but mm -hmm. still kind of a weird delivery on the on the verses yeah <laughs> yeah that that that's him he does that a lot but i mean yeah and that's that's fine if that's your thing but it just wasn't for me sounds good fair enough i did like chicago though i really yeah. enjoyed that track it had a lot of uh diversity in its instrumental choices there was a piano the mm -hmm. horns were allowed to shine a little bit more. I think there was some guitar in there as well. Um, just a lot more of instruments to play around with. So, yeah. I agree. Um, it has a very catchy chorus. Um, kind of like, I'm trying to, like, pretty soulful. It's a pretty soulful chorus, especially yeah. the vocal line, uh, the melody. Um yeah, it's kind of like almost like yeah, soul like big band sounding. Um, yeah, I, I I like I like this one after the last couple like really poppy ones. This one has the polished pop elements, but with multi instruments. You know, like you said, the piano's brought in as well. Yeah, and there's a lot of like uh, background vocals in there as well that I think mm -hmm. 
add quite a bit, you know, kind of going back and forth with the horns provides like this kind of block party sound of everyone just kind of coming together, banging mm. on trash can lids or whatever, just to, to yeah. create this song. It's, it's kind of a cool vibe. It's like, yeah, I like in, that. Yeah. Like you're in Chicago or like it's a setting based song that really brings you to that location. And I think that kind of achieves what it was yeah. going for. Yeah. You can kind of see everyone like coming out, like from their like stoops or front porches. Oh. And like, <laughs> yeah. And then like everyone's dancing and yeah, everyone's dancing <laughs> in the street, like doing this big, like show number. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's something that's really important with reggae's the feel and the vibe that it gives off where I feel like there's a lot of let's, for example, rap, that's just kind of the scapegoat that, you know, I would say like 75% of all rap is just kind of made just to be in the background while you're, you're scrolling Twitter or playing Xbox or something. But, mm -hmm. you know, listening to reggae, the, the feel and the vibe of what you're getting is almost the forefront of, of the genre. And I feel like yeah. tracks like these are some of the shining examples as to why that can be you know achieved on some of these these records so i liked it that was very uh diplomatic of you you know someone who's not big into the that genre is able to pull out some sort of po positive and, and respect <laughs> i'm tom atkins and i approve this message hey <laughs> um, <laughs> it's funny though like if you listen to more of their albums they're not a reggae band like no they're just pulling elements from it um but that's why I think that's why I like them so much because they're very diversified in their sound. They, they can do a lot. They can jam kind of like Dave Matthews would. They could have those reggae elements like the, those newer kind of reggae bands have. They have the pop elements. They have the rock elements, the, um, all that. I, so they're, they're a good band. I'm, I'm kind of bummed they're not, as, they're not bigger than they are. But um, mm -hmm. eh, what are you going to do? Next up is Over My Head. However, I will not give nearly the same praise as I would on this song. I did not like Over My Head. Yeah, this, this one is, is where it kind of transitions over to Imagine Dragons. Almost like this song reminds me of, um, you ever heard that song Story of My Life by, uh, I think it's One Direction? Yeah, my life, I take her home. Wow. This one reminds me of that heavy. Yeah, you you hit it right on the head. That it sounds and, just like that. Yeah. yeah, like this song is fine. Like if you're if you're at the mall and you're shopping at H and M and you hear this song come over the loudspeakers, like it's fine. But like <laughs> to, to hear on a record, it's just like uh, I don't want. This is a skip all day for me. Yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely you know corny pop, um, you know mom pop, and it has that that pop build you know the, yeah it's like trying to be inspirational yeah yeah, yeah. like you could do anything yeah the arena you know holding up the, the cell phone <laughs> lights and everything it's not lighters stuff. anymore um yeah <laughs> yeah yeah right um i see i like the album as a whole so i don't hate this song but i definitely throw this in kind of the lower tier for sure it, just, it doesn't show off who they are as a band, like musically. And it's so different from what the rest of the album was. Like this mm -hmm. has no reggae aspects to it. This is just purely to be on like some like serious station that you're never going to listen to again. Like you skip, you skip past it. Right. Which is interesting because you're, you're kind of jumping into them 
with their latest album. I wouldn't say this song sounds like their early stuff, but if you listen to that, you know, Stories of a Stranger album or mm-hmm. the All Sides album, they're definitely more on the poppy end and less on the reggae end. So I'm curious to think or hear what you think if you ever give those a shot. You know, maybe I'll bring one later yeah. if you, you know, jump into them. Um, but which is why I chose this album because it it's almost kind of a culmination of their sounds, you know, that, that they've showcased throughout their career so far. Yeah, and I mean, we've done that with a couple artists before too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe down the line, that would be interesting to kind of listen to some of the other stuff. But mm-hmm. if it's like this track, then I will not be enjoying it. Yeah, no, it's not. It's it, okay. You know, there's more up-tempo stuff for sure. But what I'm saying is the less on the reggae end, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What in the world what is this next track? It is. <laughs> it's a bit more, a bit more rocky. Yep. This this is where like the Imagine Dragon sound kind of picks up for me, mm-hmm. which is fine. But if that if that's your if that's your thing, but yeah, I don't know. It it just feels like this weird like tone switch. Like they just kind of and eh, now we're not doing that anymore. It's like they stitch two albums together almost. Yeah, I again, if you yeah exactly yeah had some more context, you know maybe mm-hmm. I should have chosen a this this track is yeah I like this track better than over my head though if that's any kind of consolation yeah. a bit more upbeat has a bit more of a up and down kind of uh, energy shift than the other one did but see like this chorus I love this chorus it's like we all just. Mm-hmm fade um the horns come in on those accents and the drums are just less electronified mm-hmm. oh yeah the horns in that like post-chorus section this is who they are this is like jammy you know it's not really like reggae track. it's more jam band it's almost uh, like uh like Wolfpack. have you ever heard of them i they, have yeah yeah mike and but, i just saw them at levitate he did not like, like them Wolfpack, i like really them. I, I i appreciate yeah. them. yeah they, they have a lot of like cult followers Yes, and I'm not I'm not crazy into them like some of them, but kind of yeah. reminds me of some of their stuff. Mm, okay, yep. Um, yeah, no, I I I do like this song. Um, I'd say that I think the verse structure doesn't really match the chorus structure. I think the verse kind of sounds a little more empty than what the chorus is. Mm-hmm. So doesn't really do a good job setting up what the chorus is. And then got a nice little horn solo after the second chorus. Yep, I just said that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, this is a great jam. This is a good song. I'm yeah. Gonna... Yeah. I'm just saying from like an outsider's perspective, someone who hasn't been accustomed to what they put out, it was just a very sudden shift to like, oh, well, we're not doing that anymore. But yeah, it's still sure. a good song. I, I thought this this track was still pretty decent. It was just mm-hmm. tone shift. Mm-hmm. it's kind of like for me anyway if they took this song and like earlier inside out and made wish they have an album of just those kinds of songs where it's a band you know the, the drums aren't electric and um less like synthy effects you know i just want to hear a band play and yeah you know this one really kicks in um after that first verse yeah, you just get a, a random 
guitar solo at the end that's actually pretty good like yeah i'm pretty pretty happy with it so yeah yeah just kind of a return to their original sound i guess mm -hmm. for sure yeah. right so it's bringing in that older element from them yep um next up is alive alive i believe was the the lead single off yes the yeah i think you're right mm -hmm. kind of goes back into reggae a little bit kind of got a yeah that that up, beat, that up beat, yeah yep. for sure yeah it's got like short too yeah it's only two and a half minutes i think that's the shortest uh, yeah it's the shortest on the album mm -hmm. i wonder if they're trying to get into that genre a little more heavy oh, yeah. um, this is purely reggae yeah right like i can hear this song on um i'm a big fan of dirty heads cabin by the sea album and i can totally hear this on that mm -hmm. um, so smoke them if you got them crack another bottle don't let, yeah right don't you let it slip away call them if you miss them love them when you kiss them don't you wait another day that's <laughs> that's reggae baby yeah but it's like clean it's like polished it's like commercialized it's not yeah like yeah straight up reggae content yeah, it's not like a guy playing on the side of a road just by himself. It's like 20 producers, you know, kind of formulated yeah. reggae sound. It's it's decent. I'm not really knocking it. It's just like not incredibly memorable for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one. Yeah, it leans way into reggae, which I'm, I'm not complaining about it. But if you're going to do that, then you can't have like the bubblegum pop lyrics yeah like just talk about smoking then like you can't like i don't know it's like you're trying to be that but you don't yeah. want to be too explicit it's like instead of g it's pg yeah yeah right oh yeah but i i didn't mind i thought it was a good jam you know it was yeah. short it was fine um, i thought it could have been a little more beefed up but a little bit more well thought out yeah um, and then we have the last track, Life, Life in, in the, the Big, Big City. City. Um, this one really caught my ear lyrically. Um, I don't know if it's a, they reference this kid, Billy, this guy, Billy, mm -hmm. um, that you, you learn pretty early on was just like shot in the, in the streets of, a big city and died um and it's from the perspective of maybe a friend who you know didn't get a good chance to say goodbye i guess the bigger message is like you just never know when um you know when the end is here and you know unfortunately they, they kind of like generalize it i think the chorus ends like well that's how life in the big city goes or something like that and mm -hmm. um you know, kind of how we've become so numb to these things that happen, um, you know, too regularly. Um, but I thought it was a really good way to end the album. I, I really like this song. Um, but again, I don't know if Billy is an actual person or a character they created to kind of represent where we are right now. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate them trying to tackle something bigger in the lyrics, and they definitely did achieve that, so props to them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the music, I wasn't really blown away. Just kind of mm-hmm. breezy, kind of airish, airyish. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the the standard closer track, you know, trying to bring everyone together and sum up everything that's happened so far. And um, I don't know. I wasn't crazy about it, but I understand why it needed to be in that position. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't really have too much other than that to say about it. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I, I do like, you know, this, this one leans more into the sound of, um, you know, inside out and, mm-hmm. uh, the other ones. This uh, one wasn't know, incredibly world. like reggae-ish though. Right. It had like a guitar and, solo halfway through, mm-hmm. you know, another one of those. So it, it was like over my head, what in the world and live life in the big city, even Chicago to an extent, like those tracks weren't like other than alive like the second half of the album is like not reggae inspired at all right which Which is is... why i think i kind of like this album a lot because it took their best elements and put it all on one album yeah now that i've listened to you know a bunch of their older stuff um i forgot about the sax solo at the end too yes this is that solo i just hit it myself and straight up dave matthews i mean that is just straight leroy moore um (laughs) or leroy i forget how do you say his name but um why do you know the the name of the saxophone artist i don't know i'm not a big i'm not a big dave matthews band fan but i just know they're like members um and he well he he also died too i remember that was a big deal Yeah, um, he was in like a quad accident and like passed away from uh, complications from the accident. Um, so I just remember that. But he would he played that like wasn't really a sax. It was more of a I don't even know what he played. Let me let me look it up. What he, yeah. what he played. Either way, it was just kind of a a generic ender, and it wasn't really the best. But I do like those two solos <laughs> at the at the very least, kind of giving those instrument a, a spot to shine i think was at least somewhat worthwhile you know mm-hmm. but, yeah for sure yeah um and that is the end of the album that is very quick it's just over a half hour 10 tracks mm-hmm. so you know if you're looking for a, a quick listen and kind of like a uh best of the best from them at least sonically um this album kind of has it, it, it on what they do cool um why don't we jump into some tracks sure let's Let's i I think that might be the best yes agreed agreed if you were to give me a top track then what should it be top track i gotta be honest the two singles just don't do anything for me they're kind of middle of the road for me Hmm. um i'm going inside out i mean that track the track two um grabbed me right away i think it it really it does a great job of combining their reggae elements which i'm getting into plus their jammy elements plus their horn and full drum sound elements all together in a song great song that's my top track inside out yeah i would go with uh chicago as my my top track cool, i think cool. it just blended everything very well together and you know you you kind of when you when you put it down on paper it's like oh okay horns and reggae and guitar and all these other kind of different elements to it shouldn't really amount to 
you know, not much more than a, an okay track, but I thought it was pretty good. It, it's like I said before, it has that element to it that makes it sound like you're at a block party and everyone's kind of coming together to create some music. And I think that's a, that's a cool environment to be in. And, um, you know, it not being a standout track, I think is, is a good little gem to find when you're, when you're halfway through the album. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like that one. I thought that was pretty good. Good find. Okay. Yeah. How about your bottom track? My bottom track. Okay. Um, I would go with over my head, just, uh, very, I think part of it too, was it switch like that switch, like I was talking about before, where just stripped any kind of reggae element to it and was just kind of a, a boring, like overproduced, overdramatic, like soft rock song. Like it just did nothing for me. And it was just like, why did it even need to be there? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it just did not cook my goose at all like my goose (laughs) remains uncooked it's a raw goose fair enough fair enough um i actually agree with you on that one um i could have i would have much rather preferred a different band put out this song because it would make sense for a different you know pop band like i can't get the one direction connection out of my head like i know right yeah you know um, you know, it's a good ballad, but I think for them, they leaned too much into the polished, produced pop sound for this, which they kind of threw the rest of the band in there and showcase it, make a more, you know, robust sound. Um, mm-hmm. so I agree with you on that. Robust. Yeah. <laughs> now, Joe, if you yeah. were to pick a sleeper or a dark horse, combine the two and name it a sleepy dark horse, then what would it be and why? In 50 words tough. or less. <laughs> this is tough. Um, Do it at midnight. <laughs> oh, shit. Better get going. <laughs> I think I think I'm going to have to go with two songs. I'm going to have to do a double. A the like Classic. Yeah, I know. It's been a while. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with What in the World and mm-hmm. life in the big city um i will say what in the world i thought kind of took a while to get going and feel the hook and get the groove um but i thought it ended great it had that sax solo it had the guitar solo and then life in the big city like we just talked about i thought really ended the album strong on you know a good message and i think we all can relate to something in that song whether it's just a general feeling of not appreciating the moment we're in um and i thought musically um the song was cool too it kind of showcased more of their their poppy end without a lot of the production Mm -hmm. so those are my two check those two songs out as well nice um i would go with what you decided was your favorite song and go with inside out now not necessarily a sleeper just because it's the second track on the album like if you're listening to the album you're probably going to get to it Mm -hmm. um but it wasn't a single and it was probably my other favorite song i guess you could just swap inside out in chicago and get the same (laughs) result but yeah um, i'll just go with one and two and, and say inside out it had the kind of reggae vibes that you wanted that you didn't really get on the opener. You didn't really get on some of the other cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, just seemed like a lot more fun established that hook early and then kind of stuck with it without being too repetitive. If that makes sense. 
mm-hmm. um, had a, a guitar solo, and I think it had a, a some kind of sax solo in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just seemed like they were having fun while they were doing it. So yeah, that's really a great word for it. It was it's a fun song. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Cool. Good. So let's rate it. It is Give it time a hot rate rating. It. Give it a steamy one. Hot rating out of mm. ten. Mm. Um, Joseph, please give I, me a number. I like this album for the varying styles. It showcases what they can do as a band, and for someone like me who is jumping in, you know, head first, preparing for a concert in a week, um, this kind of gave me a uh, oh, I want to explore like that sound a little more from them, or this sound a little more from them, then I can kind of go backwards. Um, so, and I like this album because it is shorter. Not that I'm like, you know, Mike really loves his like short albums and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't really need that per se, but I do like that they kept this diverse album short. So it's kind of like a, a quick hit of them, who they are right now. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I can, I can listen to this album, you know, top to bottom and experience and feel the ebbs and flows so I'm going to give this a seven. I'm giving this seven out of 10 okay. bops, um, the arcade by OAR. Okay. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Um, I am not as high as, as Joe was, but I think I'm going to go right down the middle. I'm going to give it a five. I think I liked probably about half the tracks. I think half the tracks were standout, noteworthy tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Reggae is just not really my wheelhouse, even though they're not necessarily a reggae album or a reggae band, but this was a reggae influenced album, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I also really haven't, I mean, I've listened to it probably about three, four times all the way through, maybe with repeated listens, I get more of an understanding, but um, yeah, I'd say maybe, you know, Inside Out, I really liked In the Clouds was good, Nowhere Else I'd Rather Be. Chicago and what in the world I think five out of ten I thought were pretty good I, yeah mm-hmm. that's say about a five I mean sense. knowing you I, I I'd say that's pretty fair I, I think that is a tad higher than oh. I thought you would um rate it because I don't know how you necessarily feel about like the poppy end of things too you know um, it was it was interesting to kind of have a little bit of a twist, maybe not have it too regiment in into one lane, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah. Cool. Okay. And then we have Hoptical Illusion from Blue Point. Another 10 for me. 10, ten, Tom ten has, for the spring water. 10 out of 10 spring water from Big Y. <sighs> um I I really like this beer. Um, it it kind of like the album does. This beer kind of takes the best of what a West Coast IPA has and a New England IPA, which I really love, and it blends the two. And there's your East Coast IPA. So um, this actually ended up being a great pairing on my end uh, for the episode. Not to oh, too good. No, more, okay, but it worked out. <laughs> Um, I'm going to give this a seven as well. It's very drinkable. It's very flavorful. It is not overly hoppy and it's not overly juicy. Um, it's not a lot of the West coast IPAs are very, very like piney and floral. This has that, but it doesn't, it doesn't last. It doesn't hang around too long. 
Mm -hmm. um, it also has that, that sweet flavor to it too. Um, so this is a really great beer. I, I highly recommend people checking this out. Tom, if you see this too, go, go pick some up, but I just might, I'm going to give it a, a seven from blue point. Nice. Look yeah. Yeah. Look at that. All right. Let's give them some shouts out. Let's do the shouts first up for the beer. Again, we have Blue Point looking up their Instagram right now. Their website just, is bluepointbrewing.com, if you're wondering. And their, and their Instagram is Blue Point Brewing. Um, so go check them out. You know, they have a lot of cool beers. Um, and then we have OAR of a Revolution. That's their Instagram handle, of a Revolution. Oh. And their website is, I believe, live at OAR. Yeah, is it live or live? I don't know what it is, but L I V E O A R dot com. Um, on tour now. Um, Livior. Yeah, lots to offer, really. I, I've listened to a lot of their albums, and each one kind of has a different spin to it. So, um, you know, if you liked something from an album, give some other stuff a shot because they they really are. A versatile band and i'm really excited to see them live um so yeah there you go nice yeah so tom you're up next episode 99 holy shit episode 99 it's gonna be yep. me we're doing another album that has a circle in the album cover <laughs> uh we're yep. doing hello exile by the menzingers their 2019 album look at that just yep. a, a beautiful phone cam phone screen um <laughs> Discovered them in college from uh, my good friend, Andrew Dauba. Um, Going to be a very interesting album and a very interesting drink. You may have seen me sipping on it already in the episode. Didn't want to give it away already, but it's the Arnold Palmer Spiked uh, Half and Half Iced Tea Lemonade. Uh, it's got real juice and select teas as well. So very good. can't wait to listen to this album and drink that drink. Same here. I'm excited. And I'm also curious to hear your take on the Arnold Palmer and comparing it to the, uh, the surf side. That's um, right. Yes. I know you guys just did that last episode. I wasn't able to be on it, but I know Mike loves that. And I don't, I don't, I didn't listen to the episode yet, but I don't know how you uh, rated it or felt about it. They were it. good. They're very yeah. good. I gave okay, it an so eight and a half, I think. An eight and a half. Okay. Wow. So I'm excited. I'm excited to hear how a more, um, commercial version of that um stacks up to your yeah. side yeah yeah cool right. there you go. well that has been the hops and bobs podcast thank you so much for listening and watching check us out on all the socials check us out and listen watch us wherever you get your podcast thank you so much for your support up until now we are inching inching clo closer towards our 100th episode and uh excited you know, yeah, me too. And I, for one, and, you know, really excited that we've been doing this and um, lots, lots covered and lots to offered um, if you check out our backlog of episodes. So go check us out. Go check them out. For Tom, I've been Joe. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.